0: Welcome to Text Nation. Joining us is Dr. Richard Goodwin, principal researcher and manager of Computational Creativity Research Group at IBM Research. Quite a title. Thank you for joining us, Dr. Goodwin.
1: Uh, thank you for having me.
0: And you are doing some really interesting work. Have been doing some really interesting work into using artificial intelligence when it comes to flavor and food product development, and you've had a, a well-known name as a partner here. Give us give us the, the overview.
1: Uh, sure, I'd be happy to. Um, so our group has always been looking into uh, whether or not computers can help be, people be more creative. Um, and creativity is kind of like uh, beauty and intelligence. People think they know it when they see it. Uh, but it's very hard to define. And so we decided to look into the area of food because people are familiar with being creative in their own kitchens and trying new dishes, whereas they're not very familiar with being creative as in like a Jackson Pollock or a Picasso. And so we're using this as a vehicle to explore uh, creativity in food. And we've had the the great... uh, Pleasure and opportunity to work with uh, McCormick and their uh, product developers and flavorists and uh, using all the data they have to try to get a computer that can help their product designers and flavorists uh, be more creative.
0: Well, tell us how this, uh, how this came about. They approached you uh, to see what could be done with computers and trying to come up with uh, some new flavors?
1: Yeah, yeah, it was kind of a, a mutual thing. So we were we were doing work in this area, and one of my former colleagues uh, was actually interviewed for a radio program, and someone at McCormick heard it, and then followed up and called us, and uh, that's kind of how the partnership uh, began. And um, they have a lot of expertise in um, in food and. Uh, you know, creating new um, food products and stuff. And our expertise is obviously more on the computer science side and the machine learning side. So we thought it was a, you know, sort of marriage made in heaven where we could apply, you know, their expertise and our expertise in a way, you know, to help, um, you know, create more innovative products that people will like and that are, you know, better for them.
0: And so the results of this partnership are coming to market pretty soon,
1: right? Yeah, they should be out in the next um, couple of months. There's um, there's three products in particular uh, for the new uh, one line of products that McCormick has. Uh, there are one she- sheet pan and one skillet pan meals, one's a bourbon pork, one's a Tuscan chicken, and another's a New Orleans-style sausage and vegetables. Um, and these are just the first of what we believe will be a, a – a whole set of products that come out that, that use uh, AI to assist the product developers in creating the new flavor. So eventually we would see this being used by all of the, say, 500 people at McCormick that work in their, you know, development uh, areas uh, to help them create uh, better products. And, you know, it's like uh, any other tool. The better the tool you have to work with, you know, hopefully the better the results that come out.
0: Tell us how this works from the A.I. point of view, from that, from that perspective. Uh, I don't think computers can taste, can they?
1: No, they can't. Um, And and that's actually one reason why uh, we think this is a partnership between the computer and the person. So... um, to train a product developer flavorist they first will say get an undergraduate degree in you know food science or nutrition or chemistry Uh, and then they'll apprentice to one of the masters and they'll learn for say 10 years and they'll observe what the masters do and learn sort of the tricks of the trade so to speak Um, what the computer does is actually quite similar so as people are working nowadays you know to create you know, flavor formulas and things. They get recorded in computers. And over the years, McCormick has recorded hundreds of thousands of, um, you know, formulas for various products, along with sensory results, which are, you know, how well they do in taste tests and, and consumer tests and so on, uh, and even how well they do in the market. Um and so the computer, you know, takes all this data, the information about the formulas and the raw materials and the sensory results and learns patterns of things that that work well, combinations of ingredients that pair well together, functional substitutes like I can substitute, you know, starch for flour in a um, a gravy and I'll still get thick gravy um, and other things. And then it uses these to generate new suggestions now. Like a person, it is learning from the masters. Unlike a person, it can actually look at hundreds of thousands of examples. But as you mentioned, unlike a person, it also can't actually taste or smell the results. Um, but we think that its ability to actually look over so much data and you know learn the interesting patterns is kind of an advantage we can bring to the product developers to give them sort of a, a leg up on creating better products.
0: And. When you, when you say can look at so much data, are you talking about uh, different seasonings and spices from geographic regions? Uh, typically, I, I suppose, a, a chef or a cook in, 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 say, Italy uses a certain group and doesn't know about uh, spices from a different region of the globe
1: yeah that's true but but even locally that that happens so um, a company like McCormick will have maybe three four thousand different ingredients that that can be used and and sometimes those ingredients are just you know, different versions of garlic. You know, they have maybe 400 different kinds of garlic where, you know, flaked garlic, powdered garlic, chunk garlic, fresh garlic. They have Asian garlics. They have North American garlics. They have, you know, garlics with different grain sizes. And so it's hard for a person to actually know say, 3,000 different ingredients in detail really well. They probably have, you know, a few hundred of their go-to ingredients. Um, And they've only had some experience in, like, the things they've been involved in. And so what the system can do is look over, like, the full set of 3,000 different ingredients and, you know, recommend things that, a particular flavorist or product developer may not be familiar with. So just as you were suggesting that people in Italy might have a different set of go-to things than people um, you know, in North America, it can also be the case that the person down the hall has a different set of go-to things than you do. And if the system can help you know, bring some of that expertise from the person down the hall to apply to the problem that, that you're working on, you know, then you can hopefully get a better result.
0: I have read, I think, that uh, among the occupations that may be uh, in danger from artificial intelligence and and robots would be chefs. What are your thoughts about that? How does this come into play there?
1: Well, um, so we're really working, not particularly with the chefs, but with the, the flavors and product developers. So for them, you know, there's actually... Uh, it's hard for companies to actually get enough of those people. They're, um, you know, because it takes them 10 years to train a person, then they might work for 25 years and then retire. Um, there's really kind of a, a big demand for them. So we're trying to actually make those people, you know, more productive. So rather than the system is not going to replace anyone, but it might make it so that say a more junior flavorist can perform more like a more experienced flavorist. And so it may actually, you know, because um, the system can help train people and can, you know, work with people to produce better results, it may actually expand the um, uh, employment for people who are flavorists than product developers.
0: Interesting. Now, has the artificial intelligence uh, come up with, Combinations that have surprised you or the folks at McCormick?
1: Um, Yeah, they have. Um, And it's often, um, uh, well, so let let me give you one example that I was told about that a particular person was working on uh, something for Italian pizza. And I don't know the details, but they were working on it. And so they're thinking very much Italian, you know, the kind of oregano and other things that you would put into something Italian. And the system suggested adding cumin. And cumin just not something you think of uh, when you're in Italy. Um, but the person tried it, and it actually made the dish taste um, much better. And so to some extent, people – Often have sort of cultural biases they're um, you know when they're thinking Italian they're thinking a certain set of ingredients. but it may be that adding a small amount of an ingredient that's not typically associated with that cuisine can actually help improve the overall flavor and so to some extent the the system doesn't have sort of the same um, you know cultural knowledge that sort of limits some of its choices, which can be good and bad. So it may suggest putting something in an Italian dish that then would people think would make it think it's not Italian anymore. But it also can add small amounts of things that are not typically associated with a t- an Italian dish that actually then improve the overall flavor and make people like it. And they, you know, it might be added an amount that doesn't really stick out so much, but just improves the overall flavor. And so people still associate it with being Italian.
0: Interesting. Is one of the benefits of your job that you get to taste some of these things?
1: Yeah, we were actually very fortunate. Uh, we've, we've been down to visit the McCormick um, uh, Research Technology Center uh, quite a few times, and we've got to sample uh, a number of things that, that computers come up with. And we actually got uh, samples of the three products that are coming out on the market, and I had everyone over to my house the other night to uh, to cook them up and sample them and um, Actually, I think everybody was very pleased with the results, you know, despite the fact that we're not ourselves expert chefs.
0: Very interesting. Now, for more info on on what's to come, uh, I guess folks can be looking uh, at the McCormick One Line, it's called?
1: Yes, that's correct. And eventually, um, they hope to roll this out as a tool to all of the product developers worldwide. And so... It would be something that is available for all of them to use for all of the McCormick products, and so it's not necessarily that a particular product, you know, has AI inside or something like that, but that all the product developers are free to make use of the tool to, you know, help them do their work more efficiently and hopefully come up with better results.
0: Is there going to be indication uh, on the packaging about the involvement
1: of IBM Research? Um, I actually, I'm not in the marketing department. I have no idea.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, very interesting. Again, it's the uh, McCormick one line uh, from IBM Research. Dr. Richard Goodwin, thank you for taking the time with us.
1: Uh, Thank you very much.
0: Now this, how many companies out there have continued to innovate when it comes to building a better radio? I'm Fred Fishkin, host of Textonation, and I'm here to tell you about the new CC SkyWave SSB radio from the wonderful people at Sea Crane. Bob and his crew really love radio, and it shows in this new compact model that is packed with features. Beyond great AM and FM reception and sound, you can tune into shortwave signals from around the world, listen to ham radio operators, aviation, and more. It's the radio you'll turn to every day, and in emergencies. It will run for nearly three days on just two AA batteries. Pair the sleep timer with the new soft speaker 3, and you've got the perfect radio for your nightstand. Of course, it can wake you up too. Click on Seacrane at textination.com and put in the code TEXTINATION for a free flashlight with your order. They love radio, and you'll love Seacrane.